0: Hello, welcome to Busy Minds Podcast, where we explore ideas, discuss the human experience, talk practical lessons, and make amazing discoveries. Join us again for this episode. Sit back, listen, and enjoy this topic. Thank you, thank you very much for always tuning in and listening to Busy Minds Podcast. So today I want to talk about something very, very, very interesting. Um, it's in a way it's a response to something I have seen online, prevalent online, and at some point I could not, uh, I could not come up with an argument whenever I saw it, but I always knew something was wrong, and I went searching, and yes, I found it. So uh, the title for today's podcast is the multiplication effect. Multiplication effect. So uh, it's centrally around um, the hypersexualized nature that is prevalent in Gen Z. So uh, you will ask, what is Gen Z or Generation Z? Uh, so, first things first, there are different generational categories. There are different generational categories in the sense that from a certain year to another year we classify them as a particular generation so gen z starts from 1997 to 2012 so if you were born anytime between 1997 and 2012 you are officially uh gen z all right so and there's this Rukos online. Uh, well, you find them in different pockets, but not generally online. You find them in different pockets where they're talking about the hypersexualized nature of the, of Gen Z. And so, some of the responses, I think, yes, that Gen Z is uh, is in effect over or hypersexualized, That's we are too. You know, sex is not a bad thing, but we take it too seriously. And you will find out as we proceed into the episode that there are, there are ironies and paradoxes that are melted into this uh, hyper sexualization Right? so um, every generation faces its accusation of decadence and uh, degeneracy so it is not new to hear the statement oh what's this world turning into or oh, another like "It oh this generation is so messed up so, uh, every generation accuses the generation coming behind it uh, of being degenerate, of being decadent, of being, oh, I know we are spoilt in my generation, but see, this generation behind us, they are more spoilt than... They are, they are, they are rotting, you know? So, there's this... Um, is it vind- uh, vindictiveness? Not, not exactly vindictiveness, but there's this harshness that the previous generation always has for the next so that's pretty common so every generation faces that accusation so it's not new to hear that your generation is exceptionally spoiled no it's not new at all but uh so yeah in that sense uh the commonest rebuttal or refutation i've heard from the accused generation or for humor the defendants as we the defending generation oh you can't always accuse us like that it's simply stop right there. this did not start with us stop right there this did not start with us you know so like I explained earlier every generation has faced this every generation is had its level of decay or another so we can easily say well we are not the first generation to be decayed or this decay did not start with us and which is correct all right Uh, it's very correct and but it's if you just go stop right there this did not start it Us. you will mostly be correct but if you continue with uh you guys have always had this problem and we have the problem in the same measure but it's just more popular now because we have uh this means of communication which in my generation is social media and uh you know in the the ubiquitousness of or the abundance of uh internet communication so we have that so we say well whatever is manifesting in us has always been the same with you guys ours is just more popular than yours will ever be because you didn't have the means of communication to spread your decay abroad I hope you get the point so um a the conversation simplified will go something like you kids are hypersexualized, and the kids will be like nah we're on the same scale as you guys we just have the technology that exposes our decadence more than yours all right so now why do i want to talk about the multiplication effect now i want to discuss the multiplication effect that is associated with the prevailing technology or means of communication and in this particular case and my generation the social media and, and the internet all right so uh first question is the rebuttal that things remain the same only the means of transmission changed an effective one no I don't think so all right we have addressed this rebuttal that see uh, the world has been in a mess from the very beginning from Adam or from Darwin wherever you want to start from from Australopithecus the world has always been decayed but as we go and the technology improves, you know, everything is now more transparent and you can see how decayed people are. Yeah, that rebuttal is not effective. Because that means of transmission that you see has only caused the transparency is the danger. It's precisely the danger. You are when you undermine when you undermine technological influence, you have worsening results and you would not be able to um, you will not be able to put a stop to it if ever you want a solution or you want to make a recovery or you want a you want something practical so you have to factor in everything so the technological factor i realized in revolutions in societies they're usually very silent people don't usually uh, uh, admit that the current technology has a lot to play in paradigm shifts all right so the means of transmission is the danger here it is my focus and i want you to know in three words exposure is key so if you are saying ah uh, social media makes everything more transparent then you should ask yourself what is the cascading effect of this transparency things are not just uh the world is dynamic meaning everything is always on the move it's not static the transparency you see has another effect all right it doesn't the, the 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 decadence that becomes transparent does not become truncated at the point where you reveal all. Alright? There's there's a domino effect. One falls on the other and the... But it, the, the, the thing with this domino effect is that it never stops. So we have an unending cascade of falling dominoes. We don't know where the domino ends. And we don't know when all this is going to stop. But we know that if we can just shift one domino out of the way, everything stops well. Right? I'm not that optimistic i'll tell you the truth alright so to keep it simple a generation that had most of their adult content remember that we're talking about hypersexuality and uh, hypersexualization to keep it simple a generation that had most of their adult content in low transmission and distribution forms such as magazines and cds will not experience the same social and psychic consequences as the generation that has their, their, their transmission in fast and sophisticated forms Pace is important in previous generations children teenagers and adults uh snuck around to find uh magazines with adult content and of course by adult content i mean pornography all right so uh the one person who maybe had access to pornographic material uh was treated like a king all right because these things were scarce they were scarce they were not things you find around uh, kids did these things behind their parents' backs and they, they, the means of transmission ensure that they could not be cryptic in the sense that it's a CD if you watch a uh, 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 a pornographic CD on your CD player in the living room when your parents are not around if they come and they find you watching uh, uh, viewing it you cannot save yourself alright so i want you to understand the implication of that so it means you have to be super super careful if you had a playboy magazine uh maybe your dad or someone had a playboy magazine and you caught hold of it you have to take it and return it so that they won't know that you had access to it i hope you get that so now imagine that that the implication of you know the hide and seek the inability to uh, encrypt your activity compared to what we have now compared to what we have now with what we have now is you your 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 material goes everywhere with you okay you can have it on you two for seven. you can encrypt your activities And you really do not have to hide from your parents in fact you can hide you can you can you can uh you can excuse yourself with something like they're invading your privacy you see you see how it goes so uh these implications are different in previous generations children adults teenagers snuck around to find magazines with adult content the one dude who had it was treated like a king or a pirate ship captain who found treasure and his endlessly curious peers would gather around him like a crew loyal to their captain with such scarce distribution where 13 boys gather around a piece of paper merely containing images the multiplication effect is minuscule compared to what happens on onlyfans website all right i hope you get that so with a playboy magazine you get an issue uh once a month or maybe once in two months uh but with OnlyFans and with Pornhub and, uh, you know, of course, you know your stuff. With those, you have access, multiple access in one instant. You have novelty. You cannot expect that someone who has multiple exposure to uh, multiple forms of content would have the same, the same psychic consequences as someone who has to maintain a magazine for months. It is, it's come on, it's absurd. I, I, I may not have the empirical evidence to show it, but we do know in in neuroscience that uh, continuous exposure changes, uh, changes things in the brain, changes, alters behavior. Yet we believe that we believe that multiple exposure now has the same psychic consequences as folks from the past nah it's absurd to even think it especially if you think you're thinking all right so uh diversity uh an aphorism i deduced Maybe the strength of the people but variety is the appeal of porn now what a playboy magazine offers in terms of variety is small compared to that of a regular pornography website. For a magazine, you wait for the next issue for about a month or two as they are printed by very, few, uh, by very few companies. On a website, you have thousands of content creators from across the world feeding the website every hour if not minutes in various categories at a high speed with such availability and abundance how can you think then that the uh that the that the hypersexualization of a generation that was minted in the age of high-speed internet is an imaginary accusation no if you're talking about transparency this is not just transparency this is exposure and this exposure has pace it has pattern it has novelty it has variety all these things come into play uh in the social and psychic consequences of people who are exposed to these things. Alright, if you make your if you kill a person once, you will probably feel it on your conscience. If you do it two times, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times, eight times, nine times, twelve times, uh 31 times, it's it's no longer the same. What you do at the hundred time does not carry a linear effect as when you do it the 50th time and I do not want to go into non-linearity in this episode all right non-linearity is a whole different topic on its own So the rate of exposure matters pace matters pattern matters scale. Matters. One thing I found wrong in the epistemology of people is that they do not understand scale. Things change as scale changes. Interactions change. Interactions become complex as scale changes and that's what Marshall McLuhan uh, wrote in his book Understanding Media. Now a regular pornography website serves millions of users daily. That compared to subscribers of Playboy magazines makes the latter appear as child's play still we have not examined the different levels of vividness that videos impact on the psyche compared to flipping uh, images on a book it is absurd like totally totally absurd for you to think that someone who reads a playboy magazine will have the same social and psychic consequences as someone who is who uh can who can whip out his phone anytime and google variety of pornography materials it's it's common it's utter nonsense now let's not even go into the cold and hot media that calls into that calls for your participation more than the other we know which one calls for your participation more uh books are great when you are reading a magazine you are looking at a picture and of course you have to yes use your imagination and the other one doesn't allow you using much of your imagination but it allows you go straight into using your body if you know what i mean so one calls for your participation more than the other and i do not have to tell you which one a video or a book the other one you have to rile up your imagination the other one just serves your imagination it just serves it and it's it's more inviting because you are participating at a less stressful rate than if you are doing using your imagination now still yet another unexplored phenomenon is the mobility involved while you can m- move magazines around if you have the right bag if your bag is big enough and you always want to carry a big bag wherever you go such luck does not exist with cds all right a cd is useless without a cd player you can't carry you can when you're moving from city to city maybe on a business trip you cannot be moving your cd player from place to place all right okay maybe your hotel might have a cd player or something but you just know your cd is useless without a cd player you can't simply move a cd player and a television into a public bedroom store to do your business with you know with the material the content but how about now wherever you go with your smartphone and your personal computer you carry a tv a cd player and connection to powerful satellites with you now, with your smartphone and personal computer, exposure is hence un- is, is unconstrained, has low, lim- low limitation as, and is even imbued with features to help you cloak your activities. Incognito, you know what I mean. There is no good sense then in thinking that you can compare the consequences of both means of transmission and distribution and to judge that these are on the same scale. So, when one generation is more exposed by the reason of their technology more than once before it we expect that the cascading effect is going to be uh it's going to be enormous all right so let me revert to Marshall McLuhan's theory of the medium is the message McLuhan wrote in understanding media that in a culture like ours, it is sometimes a bit of a shock to be reminded that in operational and practical fact the medium is the message this is merely to say that the personal and social consequences of any medium that is of any extension of ourselves result from the new skill that is introduced into our affairs by each extension of ourselves or by any new technology if you are confused by what that means what he means is that what a trans what a medium transmits is less important to how or than how a medium transmits there is a greater focus on the how and a lesser focus on the what so the how is more important than the what um okay let me use this analogy in 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 tribal in tribal settlements you know of course before we started having sophisticated means of communication if you probably want to pass a message to the village when you are stuck in the bush you want to pass a message to the village you uh, probably light a fire and when the smoke rises someone in the village sees it and announces it and announces it that's a how it's a how that does not have a, vis- uh, a, a visible what we don't know what the message exactly conveys we see a smoke okay we know there's something uh we need to attend to it and so we start running towards where the smoke is and then maybe we'll finally meet the message or uh in warring tribes they use trumpets to announce trumpets they blow their trumpets oh the enemies are invading so certain tunes are blown and it alerts people and they get to know what to do all right so so that means the 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 how is more important than the what the what is uh, a trumpet yeah uh, anybody can blow a horn boom boom whoa but anybody can blow a horn on a regular day for joy it's it wouldn't change much all right but when you have dedicated a horn to as as a warring signal anytime someone plays the horn even if it's for music and joy the first instinct is to think we are at war like I said if the horn is a dedicated instrument for signaling war in a warring tribe now McLuhan wrote again that what we are considering here however are the psychic and social consequences of the designs or patterns as they amplify or accelerate existing processes For the message of any medium or technology is the change of scale or pace or pattern that it introduces into human affairs. Now listen, the railway did not introduce movement or transportation or wheel or road into human society. But it accelerated and enlarged the scale of previous human functions, creating totally new kinds of cities and new kinds of work and leisure. So the medium is the message is a very very complex theory to explain. In the sense that uh it requires uh, a very silent mind and a very discerning one of that so the wheel a wheel like a tire a wheel is common it's a common tool it's a common technology right but when the railway was introduced it was not transportation that was introduced neither was it movement people were moving before uh railways transportation always existed wheels were always used in work all right so those were not the things that were introduced but when the railway was introduced what was introduced was acceleration now it takes you a shorter time to reach um the next city all right you ask okay so isn't that a good thing of course it's a good thing but like i said we don't always see the cascading effect of what technology uh of of technological influences so technological influences are very very silent so when if let's use this example if you are to go to the next city by car which is a two hour drive you would wake up maybe you have to be there by 4 p.m latest you would wake up very early in the morning, start to prepare and you know set everything in order and move so that you have ample time to reach your destination before you know before the appointed time. But when you have to go by flight and the flight is only going to take you fifteen minutes, you will realize that your behavior changes. you would no longer wake up at maybe six a m as you would if you were driving now this alters your your entire uh, schedule it alters everything that's what we are talking about when the railway was introduced it introduced acceleration so when you realize that uh, with the railway i'm going to get there faster that means I can sleep in later i can eat any meal of my choice you know it yes it certainly makes life easier i can eat any meal of my choice Uh, i don't have to be in a hurry maybe i just have to pack my things yesterday and so today oh it's how many minutes for my train to take off and i go but if you were to travel by a donkey uh, every other aspect surrounding the journey is going to change but we are too cyclopic about looking at the joint itself no you are supposed to raise your eyes and look around how the means of your transportation what the mode by which you have chosen to transport how it affects every other thing surrounding your life so that's what McLuhan is uh, explaining here McLuna McLuhan in his powerful explanation redirects us to pay attention not to the content of the medium but rather to the scale pace and pattern of transmission it is folly to think that this technology that increases exposure at a geometric scale will not impact the psyche of those who were born into that generation and have interacted with it like they breathe air so um, I read um, a certain report uh, okay that was a report I don't know but the person was lamenting that you can't just tell generation z to get off social media and toughen it up because they grew in this atmosphere they were born in it it's all they it's all they've known uh, their entire lives that's how they know how to connect that's how they know how to interact that's how they know how to communicate so telling them to leave these spaces telling them to leave these spaces is um telling them to disconnect from their lives so it is absurd to think that people who have known this geometric scale all their lives to think that it will have the same effect on their psych as the same people who grew up reading newspapers and who had borrowed newspapers or outdated newspapers to read so come on come on come on a simple representation would be behavior uh, affects new and more sophisticated technology which affects behavior again raised to the power of n. So, every new technology changes the scale, pace, and pattern. Uh, TV and the internet both transmit information. But the pace and scale of transmission and their differences is typified in our time by CNN and Joe Rogan. For example, uh, CNN's primetime anchor, Anderson Cooper, received around 238,000 viewers on average per episode last year. While podcast host Joe Rogan reaches an average of 11 million listeners per episode that much gives us a vivid image on the differences in scale and pace of both technologies the internet and the expanding online space transmits information at a grand speed that beats every other medium before it it is preposterous then to think and imagine that the personal social and psychic consequences are bound to remain the same so let's 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 look at it again um the best show on cnn garners 238 thousand views on average, per episode, while Joe Rogan reaches on average 11 million listeners. Come on, 11 million to 238,000. Ha, huh. that's a golf. So, one social and psychic consequence of mobile mobile phones and inter- instant messaging is the atrophy of faith and the rise of anxiety, respectively. Ooh. before there were mobile phones people travel the road for hours without contact and communication with those who expected them so you just hey you are taking off now using the landline you are taking off now right all right i'll see you when i get there all right so when the whole journey is happening eh you you are lost all right so my mom was traveling once and we couldn't reach her her phone was her phone keeps saying it was switched off so i i began to panic but while i was panicking of course silent panic strong guy while i was silent panicking i thought to myself there was a time my mom didn't have a phone yes i i was born when mobile phones went mainstream before mobile phones went ma- mainstream so yeah of course i'm, a, I'm an old man right so uh, respect me mm. how did we cope then i just knew my mom didn't have a phone my only my dad had a mobile phone and at the point our landline was not working so i knew my dad would take off very early in the morning and we would not see him until he comes in late at night and we will not hear from him we would not be able to monitor his uh, movement we don't know if he anything happened uh, if he was kidnapped if uh, he was uh, in danger we wouldn't know all we knew was we had beginning of a journey and an end so we had to bridge that beginning and end of a journey with much faith and hope all right so but with the introduction of technology right now where every hour you can call hey where have you reached hey where have you gotten to now if you do that a couple of times you don't need hope anymore you don't need your faculties of hope when you have abundant technology to to bridge the beginning and the end you do not need to exercise hope it can be a good thing all right it's a good thing sometimes but hope is sometimes essential and we need events to train our hopes all right to keep to keep the faculties of hope working but all the same like i said i consider it an advantage to a very very large extent but let's see the disadvantage i see people now who who get annoyed their partners who are probably busy at work do not reply their love or their romantic text i i just in case you are wondering i have just rolled my eyes so people say oh you say you how would you say you love someone and you could not text them about this about that and i'm like there was a time phones were not a luxury there were times where If lovers wanted to communicate at a long distance, they had to write letters and it took days for their letters to arrive. So, for you to take someone not replying your message as a hostile action, it's because you have become too used to uh, the luxury and the ease of instant messaging that you think that someone not replying your message is them being hostile or them not showing love or care. So you and someone have been in constant unbroken communication and then one day the person is unable to reply your message in 23 hours and you begin to imagine that something has gone wrong. And even worse, your head imagines scenarios that threaten your relationship and your self-esteem. Then you need to ask yourself what this technology is doing to your brain. It is this addiction that has, it is addiction to this abundance that has led us to unbridled anxiety. So these are just clear and classic examples of the personal, social and psychic consequences that are introduced into our affairs by any new technology. Then we can see, or then can we see, that the accusation of hypersexuality in a given generation that has this technology is far-fetched or bogus. I'll leave you to decide, but I don't think it is bogus. And there's always another objection, uh, statistically, of course, that um, that Gen Z are having less uh, sex than other generations, and it still factors into this abundance of technology, because right and every day, we are exposed to the negative occurrences in people's lives, which this transparency leads to um, a greater measure of insecurity and people will decide see I am better off on my own all right we are taking individuality it's very it's like i said it's paradoxical because the very technology that is meant to connect us has done a very very fine job of atomizing us it's it's a paradox it's a paradox uh we say the world it's a global village but it also means that we are more fractured than ever we are more fractured than ever we are more individualistic than ever and so we take our hyper individualism to a whole new level and decide okay see uh, i'm just gonna get heartbroken anyways despite the abundance of tinder bumble and every um you know fast dating app and we still are not having the best of relationships uh we are suffering uh, immensely proportionally from um mental health issues we are more connected than ever yet we have uh spiking cases of depression uh you know it's it's paradoxical and i think it deserves our attention so thank you once again for listening to busy minds podcast today i spoke on multiplication effect the medium is the message and in summary what i'm saying is uh our present technology which by that i'm focusing on social media and the internet multiplies any kind of behavior any behavior you see that any behavior that is present in a population is easily multiplied across uh, various population because we have these technologies that expose us to them so you find someone in nigeria who subscribed to strong ideological views from the united states of america because because he has the technological system that connects him and gives him or her a simulation of participating in that uh, ideological activity so thank you for listening to busy minds podcast i hope to see you on my next episode Thank you.